0: Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, the only MLS fantasy podcast that is online that you can find and it's fantastic. This is the round nine review, round 10 preview brought to you by Caffeine because it is 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and we are doing this thing. Wow, I can't believe it. Uh, Joining me as always, I have the great tech genius, Simon, who's putting it together for us tonight across the nation in New Jersey.
1: Yes, what up? I just saw my Sounders at Yankee Stadium beat the crap out of NYCFC. Good
0: night. And then freshly back from Dubai, I believe, we have Jason. Hey, everybody. And then also a little bit of an international connection for us tonight. We have Tyler, who is um contributing at MLS Fantasy Boston, has been just tearing it up this season. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, guys. So tell me, uh, another double game week, how did your teams do?
1: Simon? Um, My team did okay. I captained Bradley Wright Phillips, and I'm eating right now and didn't realize I had to talk, so hopefully this is sounding good. Um, Yeah, my team did okay. It's not like that much better, but I guess I went up in every league except for our chat regulars league, which I'm still in the basement of, but... um, I had sixty-seven points. Not terrible. Could be better. It could be better though. So, Chase. so
2: sorry. So I ended up with sixty-seven points. My threshold is sixty-five for where I feel like I didn't have a bad week. So that's pretty good. Um, I captained question, which pretty much saved me for the week. I um, was in the the Revs game watching it with my son's soccer team, and they were we're all you know of course cheering for the Revs and question scored, and I jumped out of my seat, and they all gave me lots of weird looks, but. About the fantasy points,
0: priorities. That's right.
2: But yeah, Beta Shore, Rivero, and Kamara kind of let me down. Four points among the three of them, not, not what I was expecting. So, but not bad overall.
3: Yeah, I had a I had a pretty fantastic week given my past two horrible weeks. I ended with ninety six points, mm-hmm. uh, and after minus four deduction, ninety two, which I really needed. Uh, Captain Powers, but powers could have done a lot better for me i thought given his first week so i was pretty bummed about that but can't complain with 96 so
0: yeah getting the 20 out of captain that's that's not bad i feel like you should have gone last with this i i got 68 points myself pretty happy with uh, with the round all green arrows except for one thanks to a great performance by clint Dempsey. Uh, you know just thinking about what you were saying Jason do we do we need to add a third level into the saying of club and country and fantasy team how would how would we rank that I don't know that that makes it
2: tough I do feel dirty sometimes when I cheer (laughs) for my fantasy players
0: hey it's you know to each their own it's what what keeps you going but yeah so I was happy to get above uh the average I think I'm kind of like you Jason 65 is kind of a I get below that, I'm like, eh, that's that's not fantastic. But uh, yeah, it was crazy. I I also, Captain Bradley, write Phillips, and at the end of the week, I kind of felt like I threw everything in with the wrong Double Game Week team, but we'll get to some of that stuff later on. So before we get to our discussion of players and answering questions, I want to do some quick reminders about uh, the Disco, everything coming up. Uh, Lots of things to keep an eye on. There are a lot of cards this this round. I thought we were going to get through an entire round without a red card, and then tonight happened. We had the controversial one there to kick it off in uh, Chicago, and so that was that was that was bad. But uh, so go, be sure to check out the uh, the red cards and the other cards for the accumulations that are coming up. I know that. We have a couple players that are getting close that might be on people's radar, but this is a quick turnaround with the game week, so don't forget to check that out. As far as injuries go, uh, everyone cheer. Valeri seems to be back, so he's he's no longer injured. Keep an eye on that. CJ Sapong is out if you were considering him. I think he got a DUI recently, and he's got to have some investigations go on, so do not be looking his way. Had a few questions about Betashore. I know we were talking about that before the game started, how that kind of caught a lot of us off guard. He is listed as having a glute injury. And if you're keeping up with everything, that's the same thing that Robbie Keane is listed as having. And he's been out for five weeks. I went to the almighty Google to check that one out. And it a a light one can knock you out from one to three weeks. And a severe one can knock you out for four to six. So don't know, haven't heard anything about Betashore safest bet is to just drop him and find somebody else uh, we also had Pogetets who went off with a hamstring injury and i think okugo is going to be missing a game because of of yellow cards uh so that's going to be something to consider with with the double game week for orlando coming up and uh, speaking of i mentioned valera earlier but perez is back now he served his one game ban for his card accumulation so there's somebody else i know dallas seems to be heating up so that's just the quick reminders. Like I said, be sure to check the Disco uh, website before you move on For That's the disciplinary committee. So check all that out before we go forward. So getting into what the meat and potatoes is of this podcast, we have our fantasy player standouts and picks for round 10, which has four double game teams playing. Holy crap. So guys, let's just kick this off. Who are your favorite double game week players for round 10? Jason?
2: Um, I'd probably say Gonzalez for LA. I mean, he's all around, you know, he's an expensive defender, but he's, I think, the most reliable defender out there. So even on a bad week, he's going to get a four or a five. So I would guess, you know, he gets 10 points at least. So if I was going to pick one player for this double game like that, that's who it would be.
1: Um, If I were to pick one player, it'd be Stefan Ishizaki, although I guess he only played 22 minutes this week, but whatever. Um. Uh, maybe he's being rested for the upcoming double game week. Um, I think he's super consistent in points, and with L.A. on the road both times, um, I don't necessarily know if clean sheets are a good option, but like Jason said, even I guess even if L.A. doesn't get clean sheets, Omar's good for some points. Um, otherwise, I, Chris Wondolowski is really the only player that I'd love. So uh,
3: these teams are not that great who have double game weeks this week. Um, I guess I'm I'm, I'm the same with Omar Gonzalez, I guess, as uh, Jason. I think he will get at least 10 points with or without clean sheets. Um, But I guess to be a little different, I think the one guy who could go off this week might be Giles Barnes. Um, But I'm also worried about him not scoring anything and putting up a big four. So uh, there's definitely that to worry about. But, um, yeah, or if you're looking for a bargain, I think Jordan Allen or Jamison with Kane's injury could be good. Yeah, that's
0: a you know since you mentioned that Simon I'll go ahead and say if you don't know we've got RSL, LA, Houston and San Jose as the four teams who are out who are playing, not out who are playing this week for the double game and and I saw a nice little post on on Reddit from the Danger Stranger, I think is that who it was. Let me check that real quick. Yes, from the Danger Stranger. And the thread that was talking about the double game, and he sums it up pretty well, which which I I feel is the same. San Jose sucks. L.A. has two away games, and they're meh. RSL have looked bad lately, and Morales surely won't play 180 minutes. And Houston have let in eight goals in two games. That's a nope for me. <laughs> uh, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, that was that, was that is. It was I, I thought that was on point. But that that sums up a lot of my opinions on on the double game. And I don't know. I just, I just don't know. A few people, I must say, I do like Ishizaki. He has been consistent. I understand the Gonzalez pick. He's, I think, he's the number one defender as far as points go. Wando's a risk. I don't. San Jose ha, just has me scratching my head this year. Uh, so I don't know if I would say they suck, but I just, I get a big uh from San Jose. I don't know. I don't know. So that's the double games. Let's let's move on to the single game week players and anybody else. So who just who do you like overall for this week?
1: Yo, I like the player that a lot of people have for this double game week um, that will have a single game week against New York City FC, and that is Bradley Wright Phillips. Um, I think I've made clear in the past that I don't really like him that much as a player, but that's like the first. New York against New York game, I have a feeling the Red Bulls are going to be kind of charged up to want to just destroy NYCFC, and so that seems like it's probably where the goals will come from. Um, yeah, if I were to put like a bet on one
3: player scoring goals this week, it would definitely be Bradley Wright Phillips. So, um, uh, I would have to say after this past week, uh, I would definitely uh, warrant picking up Castillo. Fabian Castillo. I was really big on him in the beginning of the season and he kind of fell off for a couple of games. Everyone was worried that FC Dallas wasn't gonna was kind of gonna fall apart like they usually do. But uh, I think that if anybody's scoring on Dallas, it's Castillo. And after that last game, I'm definitely thinking about making some room for him.
2: My overall is probably Failhaber. I think he's the most consistent player in fantasy this year so far. But there's so many players this week. I mean, you know. Martins and Dempsey tearing it up. Javinko, you know, Pricey at 11.6. And then um, obviously Castillo, who I traded out for this week. Feeling pretty oh. great about that. <laughs> but yeah, any one of those five, I mean. Well, we mentioned Castillo,
0: but Diaz has been hasn't. coming back on these last couple of games. I think he's gotten two goals in these, in these last few games. Maybe an assist during there. I don't have the chart up. Right now, is that someone who any of you guys would consider? Since he's a little bit cheaper and seems to be sort of getting back into his form again.
3: Mm, mm, not for me. Uh, I'm worried about his injury still. So, fair enough. Fair
0: enough. Well, what about? I mentioned Wando a little earlier. He's he's gotten that goal, and I know that. Uh, one of you guys liked Wando before. Can can we expand upon that for the rest of you? What do you think about Wando for this double game week?
2: Wando has a ton of potential. I mean if, if you, I mean double weeks are kind of really taking a, a gamble on you know fate Especially working. Especially as of late. Why not Wando? I mean
0: why not Wando? That maybe that's our new hashtag. Why not Wando? Why
2: not Wando? Yeah. Statistically, no. I mean, he, he has a couple of twos in the last few weeks. I have it here somewhere in my notes. I don't know where it is. But, oh, let's see, eight, one, two, one, seven. I don't know. A one, a two, and a one in a row. That would make me automatically say no. But in a double game week, you know, lightning can strike and he can make that happen.
0: Would you guys trade out someone like Rivera or Kamara since those guys have, I think both of them are home this week with their single game week. Uh, yes, yeah, Cruz playing Seattle could be kind of tough. Now we have two Seattle fans here. Vancouver's playing Philly. Should be a bit of an easier game for them. Would you rather just stick with a single game week player like that or
3: take the risk on a Wando or somebody else? Um, uh, On Wando, I I don't like that he's moved back into the midfield. I think he's not good there. So I personally wouldn't trade him out for Wando. But I do think getting rid of a guy like Rivero, I kind of think he started to uh, hit – like. See reality, or whatever. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of made made his uh kind of his plateau, I think. So I'm not sure he's going to be the the guy to have anymore.
0: Good, and then also we, we I think you mentioned it, uh, Jason uh, Javinko. He's been super rewarding players who have picked him up. I know that uh, Antioch had him, I guess, for two or three rounds, and he's been living it up with that. Can Toronto keep up this form, do we think? I mean, this is going to be their first home game, I believe. They're playing Houston at home in their new stadium. in Houston, oh, I'm just glad Travis isn't here because that has not been fun.
2: Yeah, I think Jovinko is crazy just to watch. I just find him very entertaining. So that's not necessarily a good reason to put him on your fantasy team. but. <laughs>
0: I definitely like him. He's been involved a lot. I think they said he's the shortest player in the league. So that's, that's an interesting little, little stat that people, people pop up. Um, I'm going to read real quick since, since Antioch wasn't here to join us tonight, he just came back from Spain. I think he was watching Barcelona play, but he sent over some notes. I figured I'd read right now to, to help give us some wisdom. I know he has an insight onto a lot of RSL players, uh, coming up. And so he said that, uh, if there's anybody that he was going to touch from RSL, it would be Alave and Ramondo. I know a lot of people have been worried about the Juralis injury. And so that's something that he's not super sure about because he suffered a concussion and he's still going to be undergoing tests tomorrow. So we're going to have to wait and see what that turns up. Definitely, I'm glad that that's happening to me because those are, those are serious injuries. And I'm glad that our league takes that with the seriousness that it deserves. He also likes Gonzo going into this, this double game time. And then I know that we talked a little bit about this and he agrees. Oba and Dempsey are in form and he's definitely going to get them. I know Tyler and I both think you have to, at least your team should have one of those two players. If not both, do you guys agree, Simon, Jason?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh,
1: Sure. Seems reasonable. I don't know. Um, I like, I, I honestly don't think you need one of them for this week. I think playing against the crew away is is like fairly awful. Um, but I, I mean, the crew will probably be missing Pogatets, and the Sounders tend to score goals against everyone. But it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that they're must haves for this week. After that, when they've got Vancouver away, and then three home matches, including a double game week, I think you'd be
0: nuts not to have
2: them. Yeah, especially with the price at like 11.6. It's maybe a little pricey for this round, I guess.
0: Could be. And the last thing that he says, which I thought was kind of funny, because he likes these dare to, to hashtags that he makes up. He is totally down on Houston, but he says, if you do get somebody, then dare to Bruin. I don't know <laughs> about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would ever dare to Will Bruin, but but that's what he thinks. Uh, Antioch likes to do these punts. He he likes to post that on, on the r slash fantasy MLS forum. So dare to bruin. Maybe we'll all be eating our words next week. Who knows? But, so that's a nice little discussion of uh of all those players. Last thing, your one must have player for round ten, Tyler.
3: Um, my one oh must have player is hard. Uh, after, I guess, for me personally, after uh, the way Martins played with Dempsey this night, I, I, I personally like Martins. I know uh, guys talking about uh, Columbus being a difficult place to play away, but um, I really think this next couple of weeks, Martins and Dempsey are going to come into their own. Um, so if anything, it, it'll be good to have them for the coming weeks after that.
2: I would go with Failhaber. It, it blows my mind that only 21-some-odd something some odd percent have him. He's... He should be on every team, and I would also just throw out uh, as a differential, um, Chris Rolfe. He's putting up numbers, and only one percent of players have him. Mm-hmm. Or managers, I agree with that. Especially with uh, DC has in the next five weeks, they have three double game weeks, and whether or not he makes it in, you know, the majority of those games, even single weeks, he's you know he's good for five five plus.
1: Um, for my must have for this week specifically, it's Ishizaki. I. So I'll stand by what I said earlier. I think that he's the best uh, possibility for points in this double game week.
0: Good. I, you know, I'm going to go kind of weird. I think I'm going to say Hamid is is a must-have keeper. I like their chances against Sporting Kansas City. And with all the double game weeks coming up, I think it'll be good to grab him sooner rather than later. But as far as the differentials go, I kind of like Valeri, if we're going to go that way. 1% ownership they're playing he played 50 something minutes i think last game and now they're going to play montreal this week who i don't know if any of you guys are high on montreal but i i could see him starting that game even though they're playing a a set of three road games before their double game week um i i think he could be a nice little differential
1: I love Valeri but let me let me rebut that. Is that okay, Reed? Uh, that is he totally played fine. He played 39 minutes. So, I thought it was more than that. <laughs> that's what scares me. He played 39 minutes and I think like literally in like and they've got three away games coming up. I think in week 13 he's a must have, but I'm scared that he won't be starting and also I'm scared that Montreal is going to be angry that they lost Champions League and <laughs>
3: I don't know where I got 52
0: from, but yeah, you are right. He did play 39 minutes, got one. And uh, fortunately that means he will not be subject to any sort of point loss though. If you do want to get Valeri, he is still going to be $10 million in your salary cap. I don't know. I still think, I still think there's potential there, but I'm happy we disagree. There's a ton of potential. He's a great player. All right. So moving on, let's get into the questions that we have. For this week and so the first one comes from alex paulo at af underscore five on twitter he says who are your favorite cheap with or without double game week players simon um i think somebody said it earlier but bradford jameson
1: is a pretty good option because keen's injured i don't really like any cheap players though i gotta be honest they're all kind of terrible um yeah
3: i like bradford jameson for this week uh, I, th- I also like Bradford Jamerson. I think he could, I know in the beginning of the season everyone is uh, getting on the Villarreal hype train. He was real cheap, putting up putting up lots of points and I think it's kind of looking like he might kind of just slide into Villarreal's role um, given Villarreal has not really been doing much either. He's been having those nagging injuries. Um, but another double game week players, given like uh, uh injury, Jordan Allen could be a pretty good pick. Um, If he starts any of the games and they do pick up a clean sheet, which I think might be possible against like San Jose or someone like that, uh, that could be a good pick. And then I
2: don't know. I like Jones, uh, defender for Chicago. He's good for a couple bonus points, you know, each game at six and a half million. It's pretty, you're not going to get much, you know, points from anyone lower than that as a defender. And then, you know, if there's clean sheets on top of it, that's all bonus. But, uh,
0: yeah, I like a lot of those. That Jameson one's a great suggestion. He had a – that was an excellent goal that he scored. I, I think that my favorite cheap player, though, would be Zimmerman with, with Lloyd having a groin injury or a hamstring, one of those. He's, he's gotten injured. He's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, Zimmerman's 5.4, and I think he'll jump in there pretty pretty nicely. I liked some of his production earlier on in the season when he got to play. And Dallas has got two home games. Uh, LA is definitely going to be the tougher one. Not sure what to expect of New York right now, but uh, I'm not huge on Montreal, so they've got an okay little run. But yeah, I like Zimmerman. Nice, nice, cheap center back. Fits nicely with my budget. Uh, so moving on, our our good buddy Mike Dat Tiger has a question for us with Giralis and Keane questionable. Houston's defense looking questionable. That's that's being very polite, calling kind them of questionable. Uh is this still the week to blow the wild card? Or is it now worth holding on to? And this pairs up, I think, nicely with Boyan Boyan's question, who wants to know from week ten through thirteen, which eleven plus players, or we'll expand that to which teams do we feel are worth investing in? So Jason, what do you think about that?
2: Going into it, I was gonna say no, but I started kind of playing around with the numbers and I'm kind of tempted to do it just wild I mean, card it's yeah to wild card I think it sounds kind of fun um, there's not not a, that's not good fantasy advice right <laughs> there doing it because it's fun but um I like it um, if I was gonna you know I' probably pick up at least two or three DC players right off the bat and try to make sure I have four for when they're three um, three double game round starts I think that's next week is it next round next
0: week? 11 13 and 14
2: yeah Um, And then I would probably roll the dice on Houston and pick up Barnes and Davis and Derek. And I would put on Hamid as well, I think, but play Derek this week and then Hamid the rest of the double game weeks. Um, Barnes and Davis are expensive, but, you know, if they do well, it's going to be great, and you're going to shoot up the tables, and then, you know, you trade them out in a couple of weeks for fail and win for their double game week. Um, I would probably trade a couple people for... Um, maybe pick up Woodbury, I'll, I'll post the, the teams that I, that I was going to do. I'll put it on Reddit, but I guess that's a yes. I would, I would consider it if you, if you're already going to do it now, now's a good time. I think
0: some daring advice from the current overall number one player with Houston. Ooh, I oh, like that's it. how I,
2: that's how I got to number one was by, you know, it's risking going, going can. with Columbus for a great double, double game week, which they did. So
0: if i would probably
1: wait to to play my wild card until next week and not do it this week if i hadn't already played mine um just so that you can totally invest in in the double game week players dc obviously you want four players um i also kind of you know like the sounders players just because i think that they're a very very good team um New England's okay, and maybe Kaká from Orlando, even though they haven't done much. And I'm kind of—he's kind of burned me, but you know, um, yeah. I—I I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not very helpful with this one. I think Jason's answer was pretty good, honestly.
0: Okay, and you've been traveling across the country to go see your team play, so yes. understandable.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. I already played my wild card, so about it all too much but um i the only reason i wouldn't wildcard this week is because i personally just don't like that many players and i wouldn't want to have them stuck on my team afterwards so um that's the only reason i wouldn't do it but i do agree that it could be a power move and definitely uh climb the help people climb the rank so so yeah it's up to it's up to you if you if you're happy with those players
0: I think we've touched on some good teams. DC is definitely one to keep an eye on. I think we can all agree. I I was not considering anybody from Houston at all, but I mean that will definitely big risk, big reward, as Jason suggests. Uh, to get specifically to Mike's question, I am thinking about using my wild card this week, not because of Giralius or Keen, because I don't have them on my team, nor do I have anybody from Houston, but I was just not very happy with where my team was at this juncture. And I I think that's really when you need to use your wild card. I know before with the New York City double game week, I kind of got hit with all of my New York City players not playing the next game week, which I did not expect, along with a couple of injuries. So I had five people not playing and I had to take a hit because I did not want to use the wild card just yet. But I think round 10 is a pretty good one to use it for. You may not use it for all Double Game Week players this week, especially if, like myself, you're feeling a little burnt by the Double Game Week hype that uh, <laughs> I'm sad helping contribute to. But it, it's a good time to get yourself set up for these players. If if you can find some people you like with RSL, like Olave or Ramondo, I think the team to look at, DC. Um, L.A. has a couple coming up. Ishizaki, like we said before, is definitely one for consistency to look for. Jameson's a a risky one down there to go with. I like New England, how they've been playing recently. So they have one coming up. Orlando away this week. Toronto at home next week. I think those are both winnable games for them leading into the double game. So that's someone you could look at. Maybe a Davies. uh, Maybe... Uh, Who's their defender? Who's a Woodbury? Maybe a Woodbury. He's been in a little differential we mentioned. So I think some of those teams would be good. And I think that covers everything. But I I think it's a good time to wildcard if your team is just not in the shape that you're enjoying right now. And you'll have another one coming up in round 15 anyway. So just keep that in mind. So moving on, we have Trevor underscore t t Trevor underscore T2. And he says that now that Montreal Impact is back playing in MLS, can you fill us in on what their team
3: brings to fantasy? Tyler? Yeah. um, I obviously was paying attention to them during their CCL run. Uh, I think the biggest story with them initially was guys like Justin Mapp and Porter going down early, um, injuries creating a lot of problems. But I think recently, at least in CCO, we've seen guys like Ignacio Piatti show that they're very prolific on the ball, um, that they also sometimes lack concentration. though. Um, so I know like Piatti missed a lot of chances, but I think he's definitely uh, one of the players to watch coming out of Montreal. Um, and maybe a guy like Andres, Andres Romero uh, looked like he could be dangerous. So... Um, I don't know much about their defense. I know earlier on, like guys like Toyo were uh, in people's minds, but I think definitely Piotti and Ramirez are two guys to keep an eye on. But they definitely need to prove themselves first, because I think, yeah, I definitely think that Montreal should be stayed away from for a little bit.
2: Yeah, I would agree. Stay away for a while. Piotti is one of the ones I would look at. Um, maybe Adoro, probably not. I don't know. Um, Maps a good right player. Here. I don't don't think any of them are great fantasy players in general. I don't think maybe they had one or two players over 100 points last year. But I think they had a fair amount of turnover, too. But nothing groundbreaking, I don't think.
0: Well, excellent. Moving on, then, to Ramblin' Anne, planning ahead on how to which Double Game Week players I'll acquire. Specifically, she's wondering what upcoming rounds will be impacted by the U20 and the U.S. Men's National Team Friendly Games. And uh, she, like I'm sure other people, are wondering how likely is it that players will miss or sit their MLS teams in uh, round 13 and or round 15. Uh, So just a little bit of background for those of you who may not know, there are USA Friendlies on June 5th and 10th. And so that kind of overlaps in that 14-15 game week period. I have uh, an answer. Uh, if you guys don't,
3: uh, I only know much. I only know a little bit about the under twenty games, but that's about all I got. Um, yeah, I mean, guys like Alan Jamison and Miosga are the only guys I think that are really uh, gonna be impacted by the under twenty. I don't think there's really that many uh, guaranteed MLS starters uh, right now that are gonna be affected by the under twenty World Cup, apart from those guys.
0: So the. The U.S. men's national team, 5th and 10th, they're playing in the Netherlands and in Germany. And then the U-20 team on the 2nd and the 5th are playing in New Zealand. So you should go scout that out for us, Tyler, while you're down there. Um, So from what we saw last time with the U.S. men national call-ups in Europe, not many MLS players were chosen from that. Some people are wondering if Bill Hamid is gonna be at risk maybe uh that is right before that is right in one of their double game weeks and they they will be playing during that time and they don't have a buy in round 15 like others I, I i just don't know he hasn't usually been playing when he's gotten called up so he may not get a call this time for for the men and so i wouldn't really be worried too much about that for the u20s uh Miazga and Eric Palmer-Brown were both two people that I, I know were on the call-up last time and are playing right now consistently. I I don't know. We we saw Miazga come back early the last time he was called up to, to still be able to make a New York game, but I don't know how that's going to work from New Zealand, so I, I don't think those guys are really going to be on many people's radar or any of the U-20 guys, maybe Jameson, around this time, so I wouldn't be too worried about this significantly impacting your MLS fantasy team just because I, from what I've seen, it's usually guys that aren't getting a lot of play time or the internationals are already going to be playing overseas anyway.
3: Uh, Maybe a guy like, uh, sorry, maybe a guy like Dempsey. I know he was supposed to get called up last time, but the injury kind of brought him back. So I don't know what Clintzman's doing, if he's doing his full strength roster or whatever. Um, so maybe that's something to watch out for in like his press conferences or whatever he does weeks before, um, in the coming weeks to see kind of what his mindset is on the roster he wants to put out.
0: Unfortunately for Sounders, their double game is in round 13. And so there, if he does get called up, you could easily drop him for round 14. And I will take a quick peek at round 14 and see when their game is, if it even overlaps with those at all. And I would have done that earlier, but I was not even thinking about Seattle with MC. Seattle plays on the 6th, and so that would be at, right after the Netherlands game. So I don't know if Klinsman would really like the guys to fly over on the 5th, fly back out on the 6th, and then fly back over, I guess fly back out on the 5th. So if, yeah, <laughs> you might keep us keep away from yeah. MC. It's a good point if it gets called up. So moving on to our next question. We have oh, and I tried to practice this name before we started, so I'm just going to go ahead and apologize. Telpulia lion, Telpulia lion, tilapia, is that what that is? Tilapia. I don't know. Your name is not going to work for me. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> is Wanda Lasky worth spending a transfer on? We definitely talked about this earlier, and I forgot, but uh, yeah. I think we're all in consensus that that's no. Is that right?
2: More of, I guess, more of a maybe. I mean, it's it's a gamble. I think for me, I go on, you know, form, and with 2.8 form, it's almost an automatic no for me. But you know, there's a good chance he scores a goal on one of the two games. So, but I, I I see him being more of like a eight or nine points with two games as opposed to like a ten to fifteen.
1: Yeah. Sure, I'd spend a transfer on him, but I'm not going to. I think he's worth it if you, like, have that extra transfer. But, like, if I had, like, a wild card right now, he would be on my team. I'm not sure I'd spend a transfer on him,
0: though. Well, I'm glad I brought that one up again because I thought we were all a no. So, yes, uh, he's a a definite maybe. (laughs) Moving on, Flicks and Kicks. Uh, This is also from the Fantasy subreddit. Says, am I the only one who is a little confused about this auto and manager thing? I think he's talking about the subs. Can you guys explain? Tyler, have you had much practice with that yet? We may have lost Tyler to some mugging again with the college students. So what about you, Jason?
2: I have not made a single sub the entire season. I have no bench. I, I, I. I think I understand it, but I'm probably not the guy to explain it. Um, I really don't have experience with it at all.
1: Um, I guess I'll try and explain it. So, if you make auto sub, if sorry, if you make a manager sub, you cannot make auto subs. That's how it works. If you would like to make manual subs, you cannot make automatic substitutions. Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem that complicated to me, but maybe I'm just not understanding the question
0: because I'm—I don't know. Sometimes very bad at that. I've seen a couple other questions that are similar to this on the forums and and just in Twitter recently. I think the confusion's coming from the little toggle switch. Um, if, of course, you were here, at flicks and kicks, you could respond to me, but you can't. So I'm just going to assume you're nodding up and down right now as you're listening to this podcast tomorrow. Um, if the toggle switch doesn't really do anything if you can flick it back and forth but if you never actually make a transfer and hit save it doesn't do anything so if you are considering your transfer you hit the toggle to activate it but don't save your guy and you click back to view your team or you close the browser or your computer shuts down or, or whatever you get mugged and it gets stolen then then nothing happens you'll stay with your auto stub the guy in I know lots of times we call it the number one spot, but technically it's the number two spot. The first player is the keeper. The second player is your first field player who has the ability to sub into your team in case someone doesn't play. So that only happens if you don't make a manager sub, the auto sub. So the toggle in some ways doesn't matter, but you do have to, I guess, switch it to be able to actually do those, but that only comes into play if you actually make a sub. So yes, like Simon was saying, you have to make a sub for it to matter. Just flicking the switch doesn't disable you from having an auto-sub.
2: Actually, you have a question about the auto-sub. So so say I'm playing a 4-4-2 and I have a defender not playing and I only have an extra midfielder who actually ends up playing that's on my bench. Will it switch to a 3-5-2 or will it only sub out a defender for a defender? It will not only
0: sub out a, a player for the same player. It will sub in the first player that keeps you with a legal formation so you could play a 3-5-2 definitely but say you only had um, one forward and he didn't play and your first player on your bench was a defender you can't have zero forwards playing so it would keep going down your bench until it hit a forward the play so yeah you it, it makes you keep a legal formation
2: will it skip like zeros or will it just take the next zero and that's what you get stuck with
0: it would it would skip a player who played like say you had say you had keen as your only forward and your first guy on the bench was martins who went crazy this round well you can't oh that would be a really bad example and the first guy on your bench was a defender i uh, will say hoberry who did pretty well this round but you can't have zero forwards
2: no i get that but skip
0: skip hoberry and go to the next guy so if your next guy was oba it would bring in oba but if the next guy was Baji, it would bring in Baji instead or if your next guy played but got zero points i guess or just one point or got a red card it would bring him in as well so it, it would still skip the guys though who did not play okay that's right all right i think i took the long way to get that answer Clear as well, mud. My wild
2: card. I'm going to have subs on my bench. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I have a lot of points on the table. <laughs> yeah, I think I
0: think a subs would be a good option. I feel like a, a defender is a pretty safe one to have. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the gist of how auto subs work. If anybody has questions, please feel free to tweet me at MLS Fantasy Boss or go to r slash Reddit, r uh, r slash Fantasy. MLS at Reddit and post a question or send me a direct message. I'm one of the moderators there in the side. If you have any questions for that, please let me know. I know it's changed a little bit from last season, so I, I'm more than happy to help you understand how that works. So our final question, I guess we'll see if, are you, are you back with us, Tyler? Did you get mugged?
3: Uh, yeah, I think I'm back. I okay. uh, yeah. Hopefully so, I'll stay back.
0: So our final question is from JP Gentry. And that question is, what's the most effective method one should utilize to deduce whether or not one's team is hot garbage? Simon? (laughs) Well, here we
1: go. So I don't know if this question is serious, so I'm going to give you the serious answer. Um, (laughs) If it's serious, if your team is scoring average every round, you know your team is hot garbage. or like any or like close to average every round like for like three straight rounds or two straight rounds even if you know your team is hot garbage. Um, if this question is not serious, um, I would say look at how your team is composed. Are the players from teams that are pretty god-awful and that you find annoying and stupid and wish would just lose every game? In there, your team
3: is hot garbage, even if it's performing well. Yeah, I mean, just look at point point total. If your point total is pretty bad, then uh, I mean your team's got awful. I mean, you could also, if you're really really that serious about it, you could look at percentages on your players owned. If a lot of your players are owned by a lot of the league, then you know it's not necessarily you doing something wrong. It's just you getting really unlucky with guys on double game weeks and stuff. So um, yeah, but I mean, I feel it's pretty easy to tell if points are pretty pretty crappy
2: yeah i don't know if i have much to add to that i guess i would say if you can't fix it with two minus fours then if you have a wild card use it that's my only advice i guess
0: oh that's some good ones i I thought this would be a nice fun question i feel like this is our jeff Foxworthy moment uh so something like if your team is made up with four montreal players it might be hot garbage (laughs) if your highest scoring player is, Baji, your team might be hot garbage. If you have any others, send them to me in a tweet. Maybe we'll, we'll make this a new section, uh, the Jeff Foxworthy version of Is Your MLS Fantasy Team Hot Garbage? I, I really hope anybody listening to this podcast does that because I would love to hear the fantasy versions of You Might Be a Redneck, but for Is Your Team Hot Garbage? Please. Please do that. So that was fun. I enjoyed, enjoyed those questions. I hope uh, if you have time, you can also listen to the episode from last week for round 9 where Simon and I did do some game week 10 prep because we weren't sure if this episode was going to happen. So please go back and check that one out as well if you did not already listen to it. So now time to touch on the leagues and how we did in a couple of the ones that we love, starting with the MLSFI hosts head-to-head league so, Simon and I played each other this round, and I've halted the comeback cat,
1: man, just by one point too it's terrible. Cat's got nine lives, but I've lost six six of them so far, six losses in the league, so I've got three more lives or something like that. <laughs>
0: It was so good. Uh, But you're not alone in in the losing bin. Travis lost to to Black and Red, who was a champion from a couple last season, from last season. So Travis did not do so hot this time after a couple of beatings that he's given people. And then, of course, Jason beat Scott, but Jason's beating everybody. So can we be surprised?
2: I'll come crashing down soon. Don't worry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He did this all from Dubai last week. So way to go. And then to uh, my favorite league, and then the league related to this podcast, the top scorer from round nine of the R slash fantasy MLS league was Tyler Bartles, who is here with us tonight. Uh, and he is the manager of team Nihon no Sounda, uh, uh, what's that last word? Mikata. Miaga? Mikata. Nihon no Sounda Mikata. It's kind of hard to see on my computer. And he had 96 yeah. points. Fantastic. I know since we have two great players here, how about we take a couple seconds? Tyler, what has been your strategy? And then Jason, what has your been been your strategy to do so well this year, this season?
3: Um well, uh I guess it it started with um I personally like to have players that I enjoy uh, watching. So um, I, I hate getting into the trap of picking up just the player that everybody likes, which I think has kind of, uh, helped me out and not get stuck on bandwagon players, helps me differentiate from other, uh, other teams during the week. So I won't pick up a player just because his form's good. If I don't like, if I don't like his team, watching his team, but, uh, that's kind of a personal thing. So I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. It doesn't always work out for me. Um, but then it's also paying attention to double game weeks and not necessarily, um, jumping in all all in, or for instance, the Colorado Rapids have been a really good pickup for me. Their defense has done pretty well since the beginning, despite kind of getting a lot of hate. So uh, I think they've been a really big stalwart in my my team.
2: Well, for me, um, primarily my picks are, they're based on form, but I look into what, you know, what goes into the form. If there's a lot, if there's a lot of um, really low scores and one really high score, you know, it sets off alarms with me and i i I try to avoid that so players like Fellhaber, you know that kind of thing i love bonus points i love um and then a lot of us just getting lucky with double game weeks um picking players that aren't necessarily doing well but i think will which actually you know wando may be the perfect pick for that style like you know kai kamara i had you know i know he's a great player so it seemed like a no-brainer to pick him up for the double game week and that paid off pretty well so
0: excellent there's some some good advice from two players who are doing quite well this season uh, unfortunately i did not have time to look up any funny team names because of the quick turnaround that we have for this episode and this week so i apologize for nobody with with no funny team names instead send me your funny how you know your team is hot garbage redneck quote that would be fun please please do that I'm, I'm getting so excited just thinking about this so uh to wrap it up um just as as again as we mentioned every week please like our podcast please review our podcast and please share our podcast with others the likes and the reviews help us get more visibility online the sharing of course is how you can give back to the fantasy community and help to get your friends interested in playing as well so any final comments or plugs from you fine gentlemen
2: Nope, nothing for me. Have a good week.
0: Pauly, you got an article coming up for Fantasy Boss this week?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I Hopefully,
3: I'll get to do that tonight. Um, I was going to do it now, but thank you. Actually, thank you for having me on the podcast. It was fun. Um, hope to do it again sometime. And check out the review of Week 9, I believe. Uh, it should yeah. be out sometime soon.
0: How about you, Simon? No, I don't got any plugs. No plugs. No this plugs. Week. Well, we hope that Simon has a safe trip back. We're glad that Jason is back safe from uh, Dubai. Was that right?
2: Yep, it was like 108 degrees most of the time I was there. It was really hot. Wow, that, that sounds awful.
0: A preview of the World Cup in 2022. <laughs> uh, I know that's in Qatar, so don't don't mess with me. I know. I know.
3: Just.
0: <laughs> I know. Uh, Yes, and I hope Tyler continues to enjoy New Zealand. Uh, Please check out MLS Fantasy Boss and r slash fantasy MLS on Reddit for uh, some great soccer communities, fantasy soccer communities specifically. And to keep up with the tips, Tyler's got some articles coming up. Travis and I, I think, should have some articles coming up for uh, mlssoccer.com on the fantasy advice section. And uh, yes, please listen, like, podcast, Reddit, websites. I think I've hit a loop. Good luck, everyone, and thanks for listening.